0: Hello everyone, this is Molly from the Casually Molly Podcast, and I just wanted to introduce you to my friends at the Natty Cat. This one is for you cool cats and kittens who can't get enough of wordplay and fur babies. The Natty Cat's Natural Soy Candles feature inventive scent combinations in glass jars with clever kitties on the labels. hand purred with locally sourced natural soy wax, the Natty Cat's Candles Woodwicks create a cozy, fireside, crackling sound, perfect for curling up on the couch. Remember, for all of your candle and scented oil needs, please visit our friends at the Natty Cat either on Facebook or Instagram.
1: Wanted to get your shit together Scrap it Look through the lens and capture it But first world problems Are getting you down Disabled, something needed a lap To fix that (laughs) ground Well you can do all those things And so much more Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax We she drops another casual eye. You're tuned to casually, Molly, with Molly.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Remember that you can casually subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, and you can also stream wherever you stream audio. Uh, but enough about that. For right now, we are sitting with one of my new friends. <laughs> so give it up for Reggie the Goat Edwards. The crowd just goes wild. <laughs> okay, man. I was
1: expecting like an applause track or something like that. Absolutely. I'm just going
0: to... Oh, we got Nate in the back. Thank all you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got somebody who's like a professional back there. That's appreciated. Oh, okay. But I appreciate you taking the time on a Monday to sit with me. No
1: problem. Um, Glad to be a guest.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to introduce, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about, I always talk about how I meet my guests and mm-hmm. I've got people from all over that come on, mostly St. Louis just because we're based here, but why I, I just like first of all, I think you're a great comedian. Thank you. I think you you're a sure. lot of fun. Oh my gosh. No, of course. I'm I know I'm a complimentary person, but <laughs> I I didn't I knew you were kind of you were in St. Louis and you can talk about this in a little bit. And then you moved to New York City. So I didn't meet you when I started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And then this whole like COVID life happened. Yes. So you moved back. And so I was like, Oh, there he is. But I met you once. I think you would come home from New York, and Chris Denman, who we were just talking to earlier,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he did a show over at the um, Pub I and Grill. was on the
1: South Side, right? Yeah, yeah South yeah, yeah. Down. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, was, I wasn't drunk, but I was definitely a little tipsy, for sure, because we had all done the show. I'm really well. It was a good turnout, yeah. this whole thing. And I remember everybody was outside, and then there was obviously some people still inside, but... The karaoke was happening, and I'm trying to remember. I was at the bar, and you were up there with some girls doing some karaoke. Yes, and- yes <laughs> I remember
1: <that.
0: laughs> Destiny's Child Survivor came on. Oh yeah, which is like my seventh grade jam. So <laughs> these girls like were messing up the. I word. was
1: Beyonce too, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, trust me. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and I just remember I was like singing along at the bar, and I didn't even know that you could see me, and you're like, you, you know the words, get up here. And I just be like, yes, absolutely. And then my boyfriend was like, Were you on Reggie's Instagram story singing Survivor? Somebody sing you.
1: <laughs> Somebody sing <send> you.
0: <laughs> I had like Hi, people, I'm like, yeah, and they're like, do you even know him? And I was like, no, but when you're just like vibing with somebody, <laughs> you got like that positivity going. I was like, I don't really care. I was like, he was there for moral support, and right? It I think
1: you, I think you was Kelly. I was Beyonce. Yeah. I forgot who Michelle was, but I, I remember that. I remember because I, I put the whole thing on my Instagram, but I didn't know like people like recognized you off of it and stuff.
0: Well, thank you for making me Instagram <laughs> famous. <laughs> I appreciate it for my performance of Kelly. I've always wanted to be on De- you know, in Destiny's Child. So you, you made sure my wish came true. <laughs> but uh, you're just like I said, you're a lot of fun. You've got great stage presence, which I really appreciate. And on top of it, you also just look like you're having a good time on stage, <laughs> which, like, is wonderful to see because I feel like sometimes that does happen where, you know, you see people and you're like, are they even having fun? But I feel like you're just having a blast and just speaking your own truth. Yeah. Which I love. I
1: feel like that's, like, the best way to perform. Like, I don't like to look as it, like, as it like telling jokes like Mm -hmm. I want to make it like a a a conversation yes and like you know like if it if it's a conversation it's no real pressure to make anyone laugh but you know like during a conversation you will make someone laugh throughout you know what I'm saying y'all talking so like that's how I try to connect with the audience just make it like very like conversational and like you know of course you're telling jokes but it's like it's not like a typical like setup punchline like it's just like let's just go with the flow type deal
0: exactly Mm. which i feel as like somebody as an audience member i feel like i relate to people who are like that not that like the typical punchline is a problem like everybody has their own style right just for my personal opinion like i love people who i can just feel like okay cool like even though there's a ton of people in this room right now yeah you have a you really do have a gift of making every person like listen to you in the room, which is something I really respect. So I wanted to kind of ask you, I mean, everybody on podcasts asks this, like what got you into comedy? Like what's, what's your story? How did we, how did we end up in Midcoast from the beginning to now? So,
1: um, well, um, I, I used to, I didn't really used to watch like a lot of comedy. Like even now I still don't watch like a lot of comedy, but mm-hmm. That I did watch, um, I think it was um, Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it like it was like I was probably at least like five or something like that, yeah. And like I tried telling jokes to like my auntie and uh, my mom and stuff like that, and I didn't know if they was genuinely laughing or <laughs> if they was like, Oh, look at him trying to be a, a little comedian or whatever, but I always like. Knew I like making people uh, laugh, so like always in school, I always was like the class clown, mm-hmm. and like I just I that was my audience right there, just making the um the crowd I uh, mean the class, but shoot, <laughs> you might as well say the crowd laugh. But um I used to um rap as well, like it was always like rap for me too because um I always just like it just entertaining period like. Mm-hmm some form of entertainment, like I get a kick out of just making people like smile and seeing them happy because it, it make me happy basically. So like always in school, I always just made people laugh all the way up to, um I went to college, I went to community college, I went to Flow Valley and I went to Forest Park. And like even then like had the professors like, you know, laughing and stuff like that. And it wasn't until um in one of my college classes, I met this guy. I don't, quite remember his name but he told me he was um a comedian he told me he think I should do comedy and I always like I always wanted to you know do right. comedy and stuff like that but I never really like took it like like I never really like jumped into it up until like I got fired from my job at a uh, Radio Shack because <laughs> I was working at Radio Shack for a minute and um once I got fired from there I was like all right, I got to get in contact with this guy from my college class cuz it's like I don't I don't really want to work a job anyway. Yeah. Cuz um I was always focused like on um music, um just making songs and stuff like that, but I never like thought about like actually hitting the stage until I got fired. And once I got fired, that's when I got in contact with the guy and he told me about this sp- uh spot actually not too far from here. It's probably called something else but it was it used to be called Lola
0: okay yeah
1: it's like not too far from here um but um it was that spot and um I'm 20 years old at the time so technically I'm not old enough to get inside the um venue so I um I end up going there because they had an open mic every Wednesday and uh, I was like all right I wrote me out some little jokes and it was just some long drawn out like jokes like paragraphs and stuff like this and I'm like Dang! How do comedians remember all this? <laughs> so, um, when I went to the um actual venue, uh, the security guard he didn't want to let me in because obviously I wasn't um old enough. But I was like, man, look, I'm just trying to perform, right. Tell some jokes and stuff like that. And um, he's like, I can't, I can't do it. And it wasn't until um the actual host of the show, his name Javon Bibb, shout out to him.
0: I've seen him perform before. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. Yeah, Javon mm-hmm. Bibbs. It mm-hmm. wasn't
1: until he um he came out and um he was like, yo, what's up, man? I was like, what's up? He was like, So you trying to um uh, perform? I'm like, Yeah. And uh he was like, All right, you, we we can get you on stage. And security was like, Well, he he not old enough. He like, nah, we we he good, we'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> so every time I went in the venue, like I could like, I had like it's almost like I had a chaperone, like super, yeah. like I was being supervised because they used to have me like in the corner of the club. Oh like gosh. it was nice, it was a couch and everything. Oh wow! I just could, I just can't order like no drinks or anything like this. So I always just used to sit over there until they like um, brought me on stage. And um, the, um, when he finally um, got around to like bringing me on stage, um, it was like, okay, I'm in front of a crowd. And I got a list of jokes that I went over, and it's like I just, I just, I guess just started my set, and I just got to just saying these jokes, and I wouldn't say it was super good, I wouldn't say it was bad, but it was enough to for Javon to be like, "Dude, you got some funny jokes. I think you should like come back, um, come back next week and stuff like that." And he's like, "Make sure you keep like um your older jokes, um, and just." Keep reworking them and right. stuff like that because at this point, me being a new comic, I thought like I had to have like new material every time I hit, I hit the stage. Yeah. Versus just like working and crafting like a, a, a nice little five minute set. So um, while I was performing on stage, it was like I didn't know like the light mean get off stage <laughs> or anything <laughs> like right. that. I, I wasn't told like none of the rules, so I'm just on stage. And I see a light flash and I'm like, oh, he taking a picture. Like, <laughs> So I'm, I'm just on stage and I'm on stage for a nice amount of time. So yeah. I feel like it's time for me to get off because I didn't know like when I heard five minutes on stage, I'm like five minutes. I see people do 30 and 45 right. minutes all the time. Like well, I just get five and I didn't like, I didn't know like just right. being a new comic. Like, okay, then it's a lot harder than it looks for one. So, um, he um he ended up you know give give me some words of uh, encouragement and stuff like that. Uh, told me to come back. It was another co-host up there, um, Princeton Do. He was mm-hmm. um coaching me a little bit and um you know taking me out on the road here and there. And then like ever since then, I just I just been so consistent. I just yeah. like kept coming like every week. Like it was just Wednesdays every week. Then I found something else like it was on Thursdays and stuff like that and then like i even went to like the funny bone a few times which you know was on um, tuesdays but i didn't really start hitting the funny bone hard until probably like probably like a year and a half after like doing comedy so a lot of people um kind of thought i was new yeah cuz i'm like i'm not new new it's just like i was like performing in front of like a different demographic of people Versus just um, you know coming out like to the funny bone where it's like a little more uh, diverse of an audience and stuff like that. So um, that's basically how I got my um, feet wet with that uh, as far as like the music and um, rapping in general because battle rap and mu- music they both they both rap but they t- still two different things like battle rap is more related to comedy than like actual music because- Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I don't know too much about battle rapping. Yeah. So you're teaching me. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: like battle rap is almost like it's, it's comedy because you entertaining, you performing, it's live, but it's like, it, it requires like a lot of muscle memory. I mean, similar to comedy except like when you writing raps, like you don't reuse the same raps. You write okay. new material every time you like you perform and stuff like that so you still got to enter, entertain and captivate the audience as well and um i didn't actually start battle rapping until probably like officially until probably a year after i started doing comedy
0: Wow. I was going to say, where does this all take place? I like I see, you know, I mean, I see everything on TV. Like I see battle rapping and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I uh, like I'm a big fan of Rhythm and Flow. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100 percent. I get so into it. Mm -hmm. um, And they do have a battle rap. Section like they go back and forth, and I, I yeah, always kind of wonder. Yeah, I, yeah how, I, I, how, that I, was like, my favorite <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I just love when uh-huh. they like burn people, and I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, how do you think of this? Because it's yeah. like it's
1: like roasting on a, a, a way in, yeah a, a more intense level because it's like battle rap, like. You 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 could dig up dirt and find out information about people like mm-hmm. Facebook and stuff Ooh, like okay. that. Sometimes it'd be like personal, like it'd be like a feud with two other battle rappers. So, you know, that, that could add like another aspect um in there as well. It's so many like variables when it come to like um battle rap. But I mean, YouTube, like you could just watch it all. You know, they even got movies based off a uh, battle rap movie called Body. And it helped you kind of understand the dynamics of like battle rap a little bit more. And it's actually pretty funny too.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Well now I got a movie that I can watch tonight. I'm going to be like, Reggie, I watched it. I want to know what you you think. Yeah, you should check it out. I love, I think that is so cool. I want to kind of, you said like, you know, correlating and stuff entertainment wise. Do you feel like one of them has, like, helped you influence the other? Like, do you, you feel that being a comedian has made you a better battle rapper? Or do you feel like being a battle rapper has made you a better comedian? Do they kind of work hand in hand? Just because I know that's, like, two big things for you. Yeah, so.
1: you know, it's funny. I get asked this question, like, often. And, okay. like, it, it really does, like, they really do, like, help, want, uh, like, help each other. Because, like, battle rap. It's like it's a certain timing and like in which you got to hit the punchlines, in which you like, which you got to flow, and it helps like with the comedy as far as like timing on when to land and like it's 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 just very interesting because comedy like it helps the battle rap with like controlling the crowd and like you know what I'm saying you don't you I be on stage a lot so like battle rap. People don't battle rap as often as, like, comedians, you know, do comedy on stage. Mm-hmm. Battle rap events are put together, you know, um, like, depending on, like, what event you're doing like that. It could be, like, once a month, twice a month or okay. something like that. As far as, like, comedy, you gonna, you get like, especially in New York, you can do an open mic. You can do, like, four shows a day. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing battle rap just, like, four times a day like, right. you, like you're doing comedy. So it's... um. You used to being like in front of people on stage so like you can't really like stage fright is not really like a factor yeah. like for me when it comes to that because like I'm used to being in front of people it's just like a different form of entertainment you know but like I could easily like use like my comedy to like put that in the battle rap to make people laugh but I've been trying to focus on bringing like the battle rap over to like the comedy realm which I haven't quite mastered yet. I'm still trying to, like, integrate it, like, okay, how could I bring this over to comedy? Because, like, a lot of people don't really, like, understand battle rap or know what it is, but I've been trying to, like, figure out ways to kind of, like, incorporate that in my set. But, like, as far as bringing comedy over to battle rap, I think I, I mastered that pretty well. Or not master, but I'm, I'm good at it. You're you know,
0: doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're making it happen. Yeah. I think that's the best way to say it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at least... I just like that you're correlating the two. And I bet you, you're not going to have any problems if you're bringing comedy to battle rap. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably going to, again, work hand in hand. The
1: dynamic's so similar, I promise.
0: Yeah, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about, you know, you've been here... You did make a move to New York City. Mm. What was the deciding factor? Like, I know, you know, L.A. has a comedy scene, too. Yeah. I've been to my mom's originally from Queens. So I'm a little bit of okay. a favor to yeah, New I'm York. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was raised, even though I was raised in Cincinnati, it's it was just a different experience for me in the sense that, like, you know, I have an Italian mom. She's very strict. Mm-hmm. Like people be like people meet her and they're like, oh, you're a New Yorker. Like you're you. She just has that mm-hmm. vibe. She's always been very much like. A bargain hunter. I don't know. We just always had that. We just had that background. So I always had a very much a love for New York. I yeah. love, I mean, unfortunately right now, I know things are kind of in, mm-hmm. in a different balance with COVID, but um, it's just like one of my favorite cities. And I think it's just because I have family that hails from there. Yeah. But then I've been to LA too, and I've seen the comedy scene out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide like why New York City versus maybe the West Coast or maybe even Chicago? You-
1: you feel like you're reading my mind right now. Really? Like, okay. Because those, like, <laughs> those was like the places that was like really like in my head as far as like the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I hit the ceiling in St. Louis mm-hmm. um, as far as like, you know, um, growth wise.
0: Sure. Because, yeah.
1: you know, I feel like, okay, like I I pretty much performed on every stage that's around. And this was like, I think a little bit before Helium opened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was only like a few like clubs to actually perform and stuff like that, and like I won like competitions and stuff, funny bone um competition, and then like other little local competitions that was that was um held around and stuff like that. So like I got to thinking like you know I, I'm seeing all my friends and stuff like that, they having kids and you know they, you know they. Got, got families and stuff. I just seen, like, stuff changing around me, and I was like, where do I see my life going in, like, the next few years if I yeah. continue to be, like, in St. Louis? So I'm like, I need to, like, branch out and um go somewhere, step out of my comfort zone, you know what I'm saying, to kind of make me grow up, you know, put yeah. my back against the wall to where I have to, you know, like have to survive. So I have to figure out something. So um I always like, would travel out to New York. I probably went to New York probably like two, maybe three times, mm-hmm. and um just to you know kind of scope out the scene and like yeah. do shows, make a Facebook status, hey, I'm out in New oh, York. Oh, you're New York, yeah. Take some pictures, <laughs> like yo, I'm out here doing it big. Just and yeah. I'm just at this little open mic his shit. Like, but you're it. like
0: here I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: like here I am. So I always like been a couple times. Um, and um Chicago was always like a good option for me too because like I actually got family out out in Chicago and Chicago is a very dope market like for mm-hmm. entertainment period. Oh yeah. So um um it was that and then I thought about LA and I'm like mm. I never been out to LA although I would want to go um but I felt like um I was like I know the comedy is good out in um LA, and I know the comedy is good out in um, New York, but New York is also like the mecca of hip hop battle rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so it was like they it, instantly I was like, it's no other place for me to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? With well, what, what I'm doing right now, this will be the be- best place for me. And um, and it was really like a spontaneous decision. It it didn't require too much thought. Cause I knew if I thought about it too much, I probably would have thought of a reason not to go.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, and, um,
1: <laughs> like it, it really, like, really, like, it was so smart. My mom didn't even think I was going because I left when I was um twenty four. Gotcha. So I'm twenty seven now. So mm-hmm. when I um told my mom I'm going to New York, she's like, "Boy, you ain't going nowhere. Quit <laughs> playing." I'm like, "Okay." So now she um she see like a flyer I got with a little going away show. I just mm-hmm. made a going-away show and I put all my um my homies on there um in a comedy game and stuff like that. Like, and just like pull up. Like yeah. this is a going-away show, this is gonna be big. So my mom like, boy, what you doing a going-away show, you ain't going nowhere. You're like, like... Mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> so um it uh I did my going away show and that was like my first ever like um produced show I put together, and it sh- it was so the freak out. Like, it was, like, everybody, to, all my friends and stuff mm-hmm. was there. So it was, like, real good Um, getting to, like, perform and stuff like that, even although I didn't leave till like, a month after the actual show because I kind of was, like, just stacking up money, you know, just, yeah. just for the um, move and stuff like that.
0: Well, moving's expensive, so you got to, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, then my mom seen all my bags packed, and she was, like,
0: you leaving for real? And you're, like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I am. And, she, and <laughs> my mom, she like, she very like overprotective. So is mine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, she, she was like, you about to go out there to that, that big city. You don't know nobody. Da, da, da. Like, I don't, I don't have no family or anything like out in mm-hmm. New York, but I was like, I'm just going to have to do it. And I was like, let me find a spot on Craigslist and stuff like yeah. that. And. I think I I had, like, a general idea of what I wanted to do. I said, okay, I'm going to need a flexible schedule. What could I do for a flexible schedule? Boom, Uber. Yeah. I could drive and pretty much, you know, um, just make my money. And then if I got a show to do, just go do my show and stuff like that. So um, I packed all my stuff, threw it in the car. And um, on Craigslist, um, I, I messaged, like, a lady or something like that, like, and it was like, $800 Eight hundred dollars in the Bronx, some little spot I found. I was like, "Well, it sounds good to me," you know. So I just hit her up and was like, "Yo, um, I'm I'm gonna be getting this spot and renting this space or whatever and stuff like that." And she she didn't even like. I guess she didn't believe me. I guess like on Craigslist, I don't know. Maybe people get calls all all the time, like maybe, they about yeah. to move in a spot or something like that and never show up. So like when I I when I left, um. And I'm driving out there, um, all my stuff in the car. And um, I, I hit up the lady like, yo, I'm I'm going to be here at such and such time. She like, who is this? <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, snap. I am not going to have no place when I get to New oh York.
0: Well, was she at least ready? Did she have something she, for when you? I,
1: when I talked to her again, she was like, oh, okay, then. Well, she's like, well, because the time I would have arrived would have been like super late so she like could you like come like around like 6 or something like that which was cool cuz okay. i was i was kind of tired so i kind of stopped on the road for like a a couple hours and stuff like that and then i probably got there probably like around like 7 or 8 or something like that so i'm just i'm just in this big city and i'm just like all right well here it goes and um i uh Park in front of the, the apartment and stuff like that. It isn't nothing fancy. I wasn't looking for anything fancy. Just, just somewhere
0: to be. Like, my lay head your head. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm.
1: probably barely going to be here anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, I seen the spot. Uh, I was like, okay, well, it, it looked like the pictures I seen. Um, and, you know, I just moved all my stuff in and... Should it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, um, after I moved my stuff in, like, um... Uber is different out in uh, New York.
0: Yeah, because, it is.
1: Because uh, it requires like diff- a different type of license and a training course yeah. and everything. Like here, anywhere else, I think, like in St. Louis, I think all you need is a car. <laughs>
0: yeah, I young. drive for Postmates, and it was so right. easy. I was like, here's my Social Security. Right. They pro- sent me a car. They did all right. of that. And then I'm sure, like when I, so I went to New York by myself just for four days because mm-hmm. I was kind of in... I was looking because I was in theater and stuff, and I remember being 20. I was 27. and oh, I was yeah. like, you know, maybe I'll go and, mm-hmm. like, look around New York. And mm-hmm. I remember going by myself, and I ended up just taking the subway everywhere because the Uber yeah. is just so yeah. – I was like, I'm just going to – cat, and everybody's like, you're in a – it's a thing. They're like, you're in a city by yourself. And I, I had, like, a few friends that were out there. So yeah. I would go, like, meet somebody for coffee or, like, go do something. But – What's great about New York is that you're able to navigate by yourself there because everybody else is doing right. Like you're everybody has this like concept and it is a big city, but there is something like really like, I don't know about you, Reggie, but there's just something like really like, I don't know, like adrenaline wise, like. You're just popping like,
1: around. Like yeah. fast-paced yes. sort of. Yeah. yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. get that vibe in New York. And it's like everyone has that energy and it like it automatically makes you that type of person. Right.
0: It just feeds like I remember being just like, oh, you know, I got on my plane or I flew out and I got like this really cheap flight on mm-hmm. Priceline. Priceline. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you got a
1: hotel and a car and everything.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I literally will. So my friend lived in Brooklyn. Oh, so. yeah. And it was this is like how New York is. I'm sure you get it because you pay rent. Mm -hmm. He he's an actor. He's in L.A. now with his partner. But at the time we went to college together and everything. And he's like, yeah, you can just stay at my place. Mm -hmm. And it was like it was beautiful. Like it was really pretty. But it was like four people like it was like a husband and wife in Mm -hmm. one room. This like other guy who was in business in the other. Mm -hmm. My friend was an actor the kitchen is, like, this small. Yeah. Everybody's on top of each other. And the apartment <laughs> is $900 a person. Oh, like, it God. was nuts. That's like, New York food. That's New York. And it was, It's you know, I wasn't used to the Uber pool thing either. Mm-hmm. So they're like, do you want, like, I'm like, whatever's cheapest. I'll, right. <laughs> I'll sit with this. Like, this person's like, I'm really sorry. I have to do my work. And I was like, first of all, I can't believe somebody just apologized to me in New York City. Like, right. this is nuts. <laughs> like, what is happening? And I'm like. So you're just, everybody's just on top of each other yeah. That's just, and it's normal. Mm-hmm. I, I remember there was one time I was walking, I forget where I was walking to, but I think I was meeting up with another friend of mine up there while I was there. And this girl just fell on the sidewalk. So like me being me from the Midwest, I was like, Oh my God, are you good? And this man just walked right, right over. <laughs> <He stepped> over. <laughs> and she's like, where are you from? And I'm like, St. Louis. Like, I didn't know. You what know
1: say. what's funny? People, like, without you even saying something, like, people will know you from like a different place about just simply and, yeah. how your manners are, like, towards people. Hi, thank you, appreciate you, open the door for someone. And be like, yeah. Where are you from?
0: Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. It was the craziest. Like, when I was in LA, we went to the comedy store, and mm-hmm. that was, it was funny because I said thank you after the guy checked my ID, and he goes, where are you from? And I was like, St. Louis. And he goes, I'm from Kansas City. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what did your
1: ID say for him to say, where are you from? Though?
0: So, oh, well, it said Ohio oh. was my, because I had, didn't have my license changed yet. And I was like, oh, because that also took like a hot minute for me to do. But oh. yeah, I was, he's like, we were just really nice. And I was like, oh yeah, Ohio, Missouri, uh-huh. like the whole Midwest vibe. Yeah. You know, you got that going on. But mm-hmm. it is funny. Now, I will ask you, though, so you were saying that New York is the like the rap battle mecca. Yeah. yeah. How was it like did you have like a favorite battle that you had or something like how did Oh, I always
1: like had like a select um, few um, battles that I always watch. Um, the, one of the biggest battle rap leagues in the world smack is called URL TV. Okay. Um it's on YouTube. Um I
0: love YouTube. I YouTube <laughs> videos all the time. Yeah, so, so that that's
1: where the that league is really based off of. Okay. And they branch out to other like cities, states, out the country like, So
0: there's a league and everything. Oh, oh wow. yeah, like okay. think
1: of leagues in terms of like comedy clubs in a sense. Okay. Because like leagues, they put together the events and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um that's basically how you get booked and everything. Mm-hmm. And you got like smaller leagues that leads up to like bigger leagues and of course the bigger leagues is the bigger fish you know what I'm saying yeah Um, more you know people that that's been in the game a lot longer a lot of vets and stuff like that so it's like a ranking system so you kind of got to like work your way up and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um, uh, the battle rap league I end up uh, getting in um, because it's almost like a community like sure like Kind of like I was always related to like a biker gang or something like that or a, a anything. Period, like just a group of people um, within a league because it's, it's different leagues and like these leagues they compete against each other. But we compete against each other within the league and then outside the league. And we Mm -hmm. bring other people from different leagues, but we all work our way up to, you know, like get to like the bigger stage in front of like a lot more people and stuff like that. So the Battle Rap League I'm with, like it's uh, Coliseum, it's uh, based out in New York and stuff like that. So they be looking out um, for me. It's like, you know, booking me battles and like giving me the push and make sure I get like the look I need and stuff like that. Sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm like I feel like I'm learning so much. And, I don't know about everybody else. And, and I, <laughs> I
1: actually had to learn it because I didn't know like people like got into like battle rap leagues and like groups and stuff right. like that. Because like, like in my head, I'm like, I battle on this league, but it's like, nah, we want you to be like a part. Like you, we with we, we uh, you with us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we gonna all help each other out and stuff like that. So I, because it was so hard, like booking a battle rap event and like. On the East Coast, like when I first got there, because like, and I I understand like now I didn't quite understand then, because I'm like, look, man, I just wanna I just wanna battle like work, because the comedy part it was that was a little hard, kind of working my That's way. That's what I was about to say,
0: yeah. But, how was it like compared to like working into the battle rapping versus the comedy?
1: Yeah. Ma- okay. The comedy.
0: <laughs> okay. Because okay.
1: because the comedy it it was interesting because it's like. For one, I'm new and I don't, I, I know a couple, a couple, a few people out there and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I, I don't, I want to work my way from the ground up. You know, I don't sure. want like no easy handouts exactly. and stuff like that.
0: Right. Yeah. That's why
1: I moved out here for it. You're I like, wanted, I want
0: to earn this yes, and I, I want the respect for yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I, I, I want to earn it. Like, you know, I, I appreciate help. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But it's like at the same time, you know, I don't want to just, be a, a a sidekick to anyone, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I just want to just just build my stuff from the ground up, have some uh, foundation. So like, um, I just I of course I ask people like, what's th- this, that, and the third, but like in reality, all you gotta do, you really just gotta, you just gotta be out there. You just gotta, you just gotta go. Just like, do it. You really yeah. just have to just go to different like venues and just perform because like. Although, like, I'm new to New York, I'm not a new comedian. Right. But it's still, like, you know, kind of, like, starting over because, like, don't nobody, like... You got a network. It's like, I don't have, like, no TV credits or anything like that to where people would be, like, familiar with me and stuff like that. So, like, you know, even, like, when... When you tell people, "Oh, yeah, I'm this, that, and the third, I'm a comedian. I'm trying to perform." It's like we all all are trying to do that.
0: We all trying. We
1: like, and it's like I know it. Like it gets overwhelming with like so many questions. Because how do I get this? How do I how do I get that? And just looking back on it all, like really, all you like really got to do is just really just just find the circuit. You know, you got the internet you can use, and then like from there, you meet people and you hear it's things true. and you just going to have to just go with the flow it's like it's not a fast process it's not going it's not going to ha- happen overnight but you it's like you just got to connect with people and then like um with me you know still being new to new york i still kind of had the experience to kind of like you know get my foot in the door you know i'm like right. I'm, so when i did get on stage and like you don't get much time on stage um in new york Especially like if you if you knew to New York because like your time is like in five minute intervals sometimes, sure. because it's like it's so many comics trying to get up that like your your time is like it's just real like um like restricted. It's like it's not it's not much you could you could really do. But you know, if you got a five minute set, you can like leave your footprint and like be like, sure. okay, he's funny, you know what I'm saying? We wanna see them again. Cause the people like if the event, like the venues, sometimes they got open mics, they actually do like actual shows on the weekend. Yeah. So you could like get booked that way and stuff like that. So it's like you gotta work your way up with that too. Um battle rap, it was just really for me, just getting in touch with the um the right people. Because like, same with comedy. Everybody is a comedian, battle rap, everyone's a battle rapper. So I um just I was just reaching out like look man here I got some footage you could check out you know like I'm trying to do a battle and stuff like that so the first battle rap event I got booked on on the East Coast it wasn't even with like the um battle rap league that I'm I'm currently with now it was um it was with a uh, completely different league um and it was out in um Philly actually actually it was in um New Jersey. Um, Camden, New Jersey. Okay. Which is like a bridge away from Philly. So okay. it's right there next to each other. So um, I was so excited to, you know what I'm saying, get booked on my first uh, sure. uh, battle rap event. And I had to drive out there. Um, it was like a couple hours away from New York. And I drove out there with one of my friends um, who was supporting me. And um, like an hour a- away from like the actual um, event, my opponent, who I was supposed to battle, said he can't make it, and I'm like, "What, dude? I'm like, I didn't drove all the way out here. Like, how come you can't make it?" He said, "Cause he didn't have like a ride to get to the um, event." So I was like, "Man, where you at?" <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like, I didn't came all the way out here. If I, gotta, I will just find you. <laughs> if I got to pick you up to take you to this event, I will. Mm-hmm. And He was like, "That's cool." So he <laughs> he told me where to meet him at. He had me meet him like downtown in Philly and stuff like that. So um, picked him up. He hopped in the car and stuff like that. And um, we drove like right across the bridge to the um event or what I thought was going to be the place of the event because like the address that I got, it had me like, in like, like a little dark corner. I don't know where I was at. I was in Camden, <laughs> oh but God. where I was at, it was like all like vacant buildings and oh stuff like God. that. So I'm like, like where am maybe I? maybe I put the address in wrong and I'm looking at the address and I'm looking at the flyer. I'm like, no, nah, this, is, this it. is definitely the right address. So I'm like, let me call the person who booked right. me. So when I called them, um, he was like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "Uh, is this the right address?" He's like, "Oh man, we right around the corner." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, where at? Send me the address, yeah,
0: exactly." So
1: he sends me the address, and I'm like, "I don't know where I'm going because it ain't. It's no like venue like in the area from what I see, but I'm, right." So he gave me the address, and like, and I park, and then I hear like music, and, and people you're like, "Okay, so something's happening, yeah." And it was like somebody's house. Oh. I never. It was a battle rap, and battle rap events are typically or like venues and stuff sure. like that. Sure. But this was like a event, and it was going on in like the backyard. So I'm like, I, I walk back there. I'm like, Well, I'm here. Well, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I was like, Well, this this going. On. I mean, it's it's okay. As long as I get the battle, I'm cool. It's like it it don't even matter. So um. I check in with the guy who booked me and stuff like that. He like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm like, my opponent here, we came together. So yeah. we here, you know, because battle rap events, two people got to show up in order for the battle to go down. So um we we there, and um the battles happening, you know, people serving chicken plates and smoking, oh, yum. drinking. Yeah. And it was it was like a cool event. And like, like every time somebody performs a group of people a lead. And I'm thinking, like, when are we battling? Like, are we (laughs) battling anytime soon? Exactly.
0: I came all this way. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: it was, like, after, like, five battles, and majority of the crowd, like, left. They was like, all right, y'all, thank y'all for coming out. What? (laughs) I was like, I say, say, hold up, bro. I was like, I ain't battled yet. He's like, what's your name again? I say, oh, my God. God. I'm like, I'm Reggie, bro. I supposed to be battling double stacks. He's like, oh, where are at? I'm like,
0: he Right, right here. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay then.
1: All right. All right, we're gonna take this event in the basement. Cause so many people left. It was like, all right, <laughs> we, we, let's go in the basement. So <laughs> it was, we go in the basement, it's the cameraman, and it's like a few other people. And um, it was like, all right, y'all, we we gonna let's let's make it happen. And that and I smoked him.
0: Good. I
1: smoke I smoked them. I ain't gonna lie, I, I smoked my opponent <laughs> and um it was it wasn't that many people there, but it was like I still got to perform and it's still like camera footage of it, it, yes. it like being recorded and stuff like that. So the ride home was even more funnier because I had to <laughs> drop the my opponent off and like it was like, yo, yeah, you good back there, you know? <laughs> but um it, it was cool, like we we still homies to this day, and um like after that event. Um, Like, typically, it don't take that long for battle rap uh, footage to come out, but this footage was taking a really long time to the point where I was like, I don't think this footage um, coming out. So, the guy who I actually battled, he uh, told me that um, it's a battle rap league that he represented in New York called the Coliseum, which is the one I'm currently with now. Mm -hmm. He was like, we could um, reschedule the battle to happen over there, you know what I'm saying? You know, and had the footage and stuff like that. I was like, that's that's cool. I say, I'm gonna use the same bars. I'm not going to rewrite anything new. He was like, he's like, I will too. He lied. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he um we uh end up rescheduling an event and the event it was a very it was good. It was he even mentioned the fact that I freaking picked him up and uh dropped him off, which was very funny in the battle. Um his his name actually double stacks, real good guy from Philly. So um, that's how I ended up getting with the Coliseum Battle Rap League.
0: Oh my gosh! So you like yeah. smoked the guy, picked him up, like that is like the craziest story. Yeah. You guys end up in this basement, and uh-huh. now you're in this league.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, so did he get you back? I guess. Actually,
1: actually, he didn't get me back.
0: Oh, I, I won
1: again, but in my opinion, but he, <laughs> it was he, it was it was a good battle. It was a good back good. and forth. It was it was close. It was close, but I definitely you know came with it like in like that. Battle actually got... Because battle wraps typically like three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um And we actually did one round when we went to Coliseum. But I just combined all my three into one. Because like one round is probably like five minutes. Three rounds is sometimes like two minutes a piece. So,
0: gotcha.
1: So well, a minute over, it ain't too bad. Yeah.
0: So it's <laughs> like basically like comedy. Like yeah. You're trying to do a smaller uh-huh. set and you're yeah. trying... That's when people are like, oh, I have to do a set in two minutes or mm-hmm. three minutes. And it's... It's amazing how long a minute actually is yeah. when it comes, to, once you start writing. It really writing.
1: is. And then you got to factor in the crowd reaction and stuff mm-hmm. too. So, well, not in actual battle rap. Like, when you get crowd reaction, it's good. Like, yeah, because yo, you could write for five minutes, but your actual round could be like 10 or mm-hmm. 15 based off you know how the crowd going crazy and you got to stop rapping oh trust me
0: i would love to see you battle rap reggie i just like love the idea of it it's like <laughs> one of my dreams to just even <laughs> attend one like so literally if you ever like once this is all over and this is, like, happening again, or if it's still happening, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, just I just let was me at know. one last night. Oh, my God. I, went I just battling, want to be a part I, of it. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Like, me. I love, well, I love rap as it is because people don't realize, too, like, rap is like poetry, you know? It, is. it really is. Mm-hmm. And, like, I loved writing ever since I was a kid, and I was like, I can't, yep. but I do appreciate it. Mm. Um and seeing it, and so I can only imagine, like, kind of like the poetry of being able to smoke somebody. <laughs> like, it's all right. Yeah, it's just like you, know, you said. It's like a roast battle. We yes. just had. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy named Jay Light who we just did a episode with last week, and he's like known for his roast battle. And I remember the one of the things I said was I was like, oh, you know, I feel like I couldn't be in a roast battle because I'm too nice. And he was <laughs> like, not true, because he's just like it's all about like taking like something personal. And kind of flipping it with your words. And I was like, oh, who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe I have a future. I have no
1: idea. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think it's worth the try. <laughs> it's worth the try.
0: See what happens. But why I bring that up, roast battling or not, is I feel like that's probably what goes into rap battling. Mm-hmm. Is like how you said finding somebody in social media, or you know, finding something in social media, or yeah. just like getting mm-hmm. them to their core. And you're just yeah. like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's like quite an adrenaline rush. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Especially when the crowd reacts. It's like, because like, uh, just like jokes how jokes are exaggerated Mm -hmm. same with battle rap you could take something and manipulate it any way you see fit and the crowd is just gonna eat it up i love it you know who cares if they believe it or not yeah some sometimes they act like if it's they actually will believe it if it's like if it's some truth to it and like they'll hype it up like oh (laughs) it'll get it'll get crazy but yep
0: that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I like I'm I I feel like I've learned a lot about rap battling now. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be So you, you did one last night. How would it go?
1: Well, I didn't do one. I was okay. uh, I was at the event last night, but it was okay. a pretty, it was a pretty solid event. you were
0: uh-huh. like, "Where was that?"
1: Uh, it was um It was on Seven Hills Drive off West Florissant at this place called the um, African Palace.
0: So I know, so, because I knew where West Florissant was, because I used to go to the Laugh Lounge. Oh, yeah, it's not,
1: it's it's like literally probably like five minutes away from the Laugh Lounge. Okay, cool. Right after you cross over the highway, just literally like I was like, just give
0: me a starting point from there, and then I'll be able to, especially being from Cincinnati, there's definitely still places in Missouri that I'm Mm -hmm. still... Because People were like, Oh, you know, and i was like, Oh,
1: not really, refresh me, <laughs> <laughs>
0: help me out. I was like, I'll more than willing to go because, like, mm-hmm. I you know, being grown, up, being from Cincinnati, I go back there and I know that like the city streets just like the back of my yep. hand, but uh-huh. then here I'm still like learning stuff, so I'm yep. like, I know the laugh lounge, just tell me, <laughs> tell me which side we're yeah, going, yeah, so. if you <laughs> like,
1: I'm. Like if once you pass the highway, like Laugh Lounge, it, will like, it would be on your right. But if you just keep straight for probably like four, min- four mm-hmm. more minutes, it's like Seven Hills Drive.
0: Okay. You just make a
1: right and it's like a little plaza with, oh. with the African Palace. Yeah, that's actually where I had my first Battle Rap event. Um, it cool. Was, it was with the Battle Rap League uh, St. Louis uh, Street Report. Nice. And they the one that hosted the event last night, which was pretty solid.
0: Oh, see so there mm-hmm. you go. So this is all happening. So guys, like, pay attention. If you like, <laughs> if you like battle rap, and I'm learning now, we know this is a place. And if did they advertise a lot, like yeah, about...
1: they, they promote the battles. All um... right,
0: that's what I'm gonna say. I'm definitely gonna look this up now. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> you, uh, you
1: know Nathan Orton.
0: Uh yeah, he's one of my good friends. Yeah, I love Nathan. <laughs> yeah Nathan,
1: he came he came out to a battle rap event before. <laughs> It's so uh, funny because Nathan just, he just stood out. He was
0: oh, just, I'm sure I'm going to stand out like a they like, because okay. when he came in, they like,
1: who lawyer is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. He stood behind me like while I was battle rapping and stuff. So we had like a good time.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Nathan. I got yeah. to catch up a little bit with him when he came back to do Alonzo. Oh, outro. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, do you just healing. want some comp tickets? So I was like, <laughs> yes, please <Hell, laughs> yeah. put me down. Thank uh-huh. you. But... Uh, that was a good show. He did a really good job on mm-hmm. that, too. It's always good to see Nathan.
1: Yeah, I talked to him at the funny Bone when he was up here.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, Well, that's the thing. You know, now that you're back, you know, hanging out in St. Mm-hmm. Louis, I mean, that's how we met. Where I was like, hey, again, I was like, nice to see you. Uh-huh. Thanks for being the Beyonce to Mike Kelly. It's great. <laughs> um, now that you're back, I'm sure, has it been kind of like a different transition being back? Do you feel like you've just kind of like fallen back into being in St. Louis? I know it's kind of a weird time and... I know there was, you know, what kind of happened when you transferred back here and what's happening in New York? Do you know what's going on up there still? Yeah, or? yeah, I
1: still got my spot out, out in New mm-hmm. York um, in the Bronx. I actually got, um, uh, you know, Stefan, Hotel. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's who was uh, staying in my spot and stuff. Like, they nice. hold me down. He out there working. Good job, Stefan. <laughs> yeah, he, he doing good out there. Um, but um, it was, it got to a point, like, and I was gonna have a real good year. Like the first, I know, like for a fact, the first three months of uh, two thousand twenty was gonna be great for me because I got, I had the emails. I, I, all I had to do was just wait on the date to like perform, and then like, I always heard about like the the COVID stuff, but I didn't know like it how serious it was until like they just shut everything down. That
0: was me too. Yeah. So
1: I was like, I stopped receiving the emails. Like. For the, like the confirmations and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, it's safe to assume like this not happening no more. I'm not doing this. It's like the shows like it was like a a ghost town.
0: Oh yeah, I bet because
1: everyone was like inside. And um, the, like when it really hit, like a lot of the food stores, they they was sold out of almost everything. It was packed. I was like, oh man, this is yeah. really like happening right now. Mm-hmm. So um. It was like I wasn't able to like perform, and it's like I'm being confined to my bedroom that yeah. I pay eight fifty, yeah, every month just to look at the wall. <laughs> right. So it's right. like it was like it it was hindering like my creativity because it's like I can't really like create, just just being, like, I could, I could only do so much, you know, it, it got to the point where, you know, I stay on, the, like, my new spot, I stay, like, on the 14th floor, yeah. I took the steps every day, up and yeah. down the steps every day. Good for you. And just, like, when I, like, go, you know, when I do my, my cooking videos, yeah <laughs> <laughs> my cooking video, like, the store right across the street, I just run down steps, run to the store, like, and, um and, and just come straight back, and it was, like, I need to do something. Like I can't just be in here. So um Stefan actually came up with the idea of uh staying in my spot until I uh got back because like I didn't I knew I wanted to leave but I also knew like if I leave I would have to continue paying this expensive rent and not be here.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I don't want to like necessarily give the spot up and like have someone else like stay here. Right. So um Stefan, he was staying at a spot um and um the lady couldn't afford to keep their right. spot open because of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. So she basically tried to like downsize their spot. I
0: yeah and
1: have him like pay like the same price and stuff like that. And he wasn't really like trying to do that. So he was like, um, see if I could, you know, stay at your spot um while um while you gone. And um, we could go half on the rent. I was like, that ain't a bad idea. So, um, the lady who I rent from, her name Kat, she's a very nice lady. Um, she uh, said, Yeah, I'm all for like helping the people out. Like, I especially don't this time, you got to yeah, come yeah, together. Totally. She like, I don't mind if you like stay here, just make sure you, you know what I'm saying, tell them like the house rules and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That. And you're like, Of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, we, we end up working that out. And um, it, it's um when I, I was doing like uh online battle rap tournament.
0: Oh really? And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. An online. How did battle.
1: that go? I, I won at 250. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I won at
1: 250, I said, yeah, I'm finna go back to St. Louis. So um I packed up a few of my things and um uh just drove back. And um I feel like, you know, it kind of like brought me like kind of closer to my um uh, family because I haven't seen them like in a while. And I, I was meaning to get back out to St. Louis to see like my family and stuff like that. But I, I be getting so caught up in like the entertainment. Sometimes we get so caught up in like the entertainment business. We forget yeah. to actually live life, our actual life. The stuff that expi- inspired you to even do comedy in the first place. Yeah. I feel like we be so caught up in like. We just he-
0: talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. You know, it's so. it's mm-hmm. like
1: you gotta you got to enjoy yourself too. Like. It's it's okay. Like I know like comedy is like therapeutic to me, like making people happy, it makes me happy. But at the same time, it's like do some do some other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like don't forget to like reconnect with family and you know, just go out and have some you time. Yeah. So um I feel like it brought me closer to family and like when I got here, I was doing like some soul searching, kind of kinda really trying to find out who I am. Like um as a person and just connecting with myself and just taking this and it, it was and a break, I felt like it was needed because it, it gave me it was like some rest. Like Yeah. Okay, now I don't have to think it's hard. I don't have I don't have the pressure of being in a fast paced city to like moving all around. It's like, okay, I'm good. Like I'm back in my comfort zone. Even though I'm I'm comfortable in New York. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm yeah, <laughs> comfortable, Yeah. Well. Comfortable. More well. comfortable. So yes. yeah. So it's like, okay, so, so um, that was cool. And then the fact that I like it was start it started being some shows that was being produced, like when like they start opening up back bars and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, they got comedy going out here, you know. Yeah. I was like, I, let me, you know, get a little taste of that, you know, yeah, you so it was happening. good kind of like, you know, getting back on stage because uh, the first place I did out here, it was like, it was it was outside um, uh, on the parking lot on the back of this pickup truck with this speaker hooked up to it. <laughs> okay. But I didn't care, and, and people was out in the audience in the cars, and they was listening, I was like... I, this is, all right let's do this yeah, yeah so i i did that and then like i did other little shows, like uh will o'donnell he had me on at paris bar yeah Yeah. that will was on. like one of the first venues that mm-hmm. like kind of opened up a little bit and then everything else kind of just started opening so i was just doing those
0: yeah no i i i understand what you're saying It there's something about just like being at home and mm-hmm. like connecting with people i i kind of felt I'll be honest. Like I was not happy when we had to be under lockdown. And I understood how you felt Mm -hmm. because I didn't, I was working, I was doing stuff. I was hosting, you know, you're in your grind and you're just like, I hate to use the word grind, but you Mm -hmm. just, you're just, I I hate, I'm grinding. (laughs) I am so like, I mean, I feel like I'm back when people are like instant messenger and they're like, hashtag grind. And Um, it's like, I'm (laughs) like, are you really grinding or is this for a post? And I know that some people are going to feel called out on that, Mm -hmm. but guess who like really doesn't. Care. um the point is this is that i i was just really excited and then when everything shut down it was weird because i was an essential worker and i was working at a hotel so like everything oh, yeah. died yep. and so the, i know my
1: mom worked yeah. at a hotel see
0: mm-hmm. see so she what hotel does she work at durian, durian? okay mm-hmm. so not too far from here yep. It's uh I and mine was a boutique hotel, oh, which is now closed. It was called Hotel Ignacio. It's closed. Yeah. That so I lost my job during COVID, which was like I I had been thinking about leaving because I wanted to really focus on doing like comedy Mm -hmm. and writing and doing things and being at a hotel and your mom can vouch for this Mm -hmm. is that it's just the hours are nuts. So I would miss like going to clubs on weekends because I was maybe like working on the week and Mm -hmm. my boss was like really helpful. And if I had a show, I could try to plan in advance, but as you know, like sometimes you can't plan in advance for mm-hmm.
1: opportunities yeah, that arise. Yeah, they just come out of nowhere. Well,
0: yeah, and just like even going and watching a show, like, you know, I wanted to be able to like watch people because mm-hmm. I feel when I watch people, I mean, I learn more yeah. by watching people. Yeah. And there's only so much like Netflix you can watch. I'm like, I got to go see like a live show and like see somebody perform that's actually mm-hmm. a professional. So, but at least like I was like, right, I have the day job, but at least if I have the day job, I'll be able to focus on what I want. And so then when you have that taken away from you and all you have is this job that was really just paying the bills, so you could do what you really wanted, it becomes, I'm sorry, this just took like a very sad turn, but (laughs) it just becomes very depressing. So I was like, where am I going to, where am I going to go with this? Like, what am I going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. And I think the podcasting medium at least saved me where I could like interview people and kind of like document this time period of what people are going through. So it's interesting to hear you talk about coming back here and being in New York and kind of the difference. But I know, I mean, me having to wait to do comedy probably isn't the biggest problem right Mm -hmm. now. There's a lot of other things that are going on. And like, it's a really like a first world problem. And I I see that more now, but I think it just comes when you just like love something that you're learning and Mm -hmm. watching. So it is kind of interesting here in the Midwest how we do have a little bit more of an opportunity to be able to like perform in a mm-hmm. in a truck and like have an amp but mm-hmm. then I talk to people, in New York, and they're doing like rooftop shows, which is kind of cool. Yeah, shows
1: and, in the park and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah I was just <laughs> actually out there probably like not even a month ago, and I did like a show like at the Brooklyn Museum.
0: Oh, really? We had a nice cool. little audience
1: outside. It's pretty cool.
0: Like, I, I, you know, I was a theater major. So I, like, one time I produced a show in a hotel room, and I know that sounds like, making a porno or something <laughs> like it was uh it was actually at the moonrise hotel and we had oh, i've been
1: there before yeah
0: i basically just told them i was like hey um i want a suite because i have a play it's going to be like 40 minutes long and 20 people are going to be in it and they were like yeah as long as you pay for it we don't care right. <laughs> what you do and i'm right. like fantastic and it was I was like 23, and I remember producing it, and it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Because How it...
1: was it a, a big, like, spacious?
0: So, and this is where I get really artsy, Reggie. So what happened was oh, it was we're a going bigger theatrics. Was, oh. all the theatrics. You like walked in, and I put a bar where like it was like one of those like foray like memoirs or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, and so I put a bar in there, which was just like some cheap wine I bought at Aldi, and then I had people. <laughs> Hang up their clothes in the closet, and then I had one of my actors preset in um, the bed, and I made it like her room because yeah. we didn't have a backstage, so right. we couldn't like hide anybody. Yeah, and then I had the guy, he, there was like a separate room that was attached to it, so I had the guy for his entrance. I was like, You just stay in the separate room, and then you can come out and knock, and we'll let you in, or whatever. But we had, there was, like, a couch, and then I had people sit on the windowsill. Like, I'm sure the fire marshal probably should have, like, come in and did something, but they were like, it's fine. What
1: made you do it, like, there instead of, like, a...
0: You know, I was so bored, Reggie, of, like, and this is, like, nothing against traditional venues. Because, you know, in comedy, we perform in, Mm -hmm. you know, traditional venues all the time, but... Um, what I love that comedy is doing like outdoor stuff and things like that now, because I used to do that with, I ran a theater company for five years and I was so tired of seeing theater in a traditional sense. Like I was like, yeah, like the Fox is great and everything, but sometimes I feel like, you know, like I want somebody, if they want to see a play, this is going to sound very like method, but I want them to be part of real life. And this was about a couple who was, like, meeting for dinner and going through, like, their life experiences together, and I was like, you know, that would be, that would be in an apartment, like, it wouldn't be on a stage, it would be in an apartment. That's you know? a good
1: idea, yeah. I liked it. It was, it was, I
0: mean, I still think about it to the, like, I, you know, on so Facebook So that, memory, that was
1: the same. Yeah. That was that was pretty so good. So people
0: are just, like, in it. Like, this one girl who reviewed it was so funny. She goes, I just forgot I was in a play for a second. And then once you came out and were like, thanks for coming, everybody was like, whoa. Like, I, you know, I've produced other plays before. Like, i produced things in fringe festivals. I was in the Chicago fringe. But, like, being 23 and, like, I just gotten out of a breakup. And, you know, that's when you, like, connect with your family mm-hmm. and you're, you're soul-searching and <laughs> all, all that shit that you do. And. I, I, I will never forget that for the rest of my life that I had people come and review that. And like, I don't know, it was just, it was just the craziest thing. And one of my, my friend that was in it, she's been in all my plays. She's been friends with me since then. So yeah, we've been friends for over eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe that I asked you to do a play with me in a hotel room. And you were like, sure, (laughs) no problem. But I guess like that comes with theater. So I love the idea that comedy is happening in other places. But at the same time, I want the clubs to stay alive and things
1: as well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I like that idea. It's, it's funny because like um before, like even like the COVID hit, we was do- we were doing like comedy on the subway, me and like four other comedians. Get
0: out of here. And we was what?
1: recording it and everything. We were just on the sub. We just hopped from cart to cart. The cart and I we, love
0: that. And we used to
1: make, like, some decent, like, tips and stuff nice. like that. Nice. Like good we were, for you. Yes. And I and it's, like, we would do, like, two or three minutes, like, on just taking turns, just swapping out. And, mm-hmm. like, people would just give us money. It was just a good time.
0: Yes. And that's, like, I feel like that's the best way to – because, like, life is pretty comical, yeah. right? I know this is getting, like, super deep here. But why I love that is that – especially in New York, where do the majority of like crazy things happen? Like subway. one of the number one spots, the subway. subway. Like mm-hmm. I remember I was on the, when, uh, the last time I was in New York, which I haven't got a bunch because most of my family lives in the Midwest now. But the mm-hmm. one time I, I took four vacation days from my job and I went, I um, was on the subway and I was on there late at night. And I like, I don't really care just because like I, I live here. Like I live right up the street. Mm-hmm. I live in the city of St. Louis I was raised by a woman who lived in, you know, from Queens. So I was not, I I don't know. I know my mom's probably not going to be happy knowing that I was on the subway at night, but it's so right, mom to be 30. It's going to be okay. But, um, <laughs> I just put my earphones in and, you know, people talk or, you know, do things or whatever. And I just, <laughs> I just remember this guy comes on the subway and like, obviously like not really with the rest of the world. He's like talking to walls. He started talking to like the advertisement guy. I'm like, I'm going to let him just figure this shit out. And then sure enough, he just starts peeing on the subway. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there while he's peeing on the su- And I just didn't even say anything. I was like, you know what? You do you. I got to get off at the stump. And then after I got off, I got to Brooklyn, and I got lost in Brooklyn because I thought it would
1: be— tell me you ain't ride all the way to the last stop. Oh,
0: my gosh. I don't even remember what I—I thought—so my phone was, like, get off at this stop on the subway, and I did, but my phone was wrong. So I'm just, like, in Brooklyn. I don't know, like— so I'm just like, well, so I go into a shop and I'm like, hey, do you know where such and such is? And he was like, no, I don't. I don't even know what I asked him. <laughs> and this guy was like, do you need a ride? And I was like, no. And he goes, are you sure? Look at this really nice. It's like one of those cab drivers that's really yeah. not a cab. And he's just I was like, dude, I was so and I I know it's really hard to ever see me pissed. But I was just so pissed, Reggie. I was like, dude. Did like, you really think I'm that much of a fucking idiot? Right. To, like, get in this? I was like, I can't even see through your windows, man. Like, what is wrong with you? And he was like, Whoa, okay. It's like I didn't want to get this girl upset. And the guy behind the counter was like, That guy comes in here and tries to get like women to come with him all the time, and that was the best thing that I saw. Right. I was like, You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Little Caesars. So I went into Little Caesars. I was like, Listen, I'll buy a pizza. Can I just charge my phone? <laughs> Let's get in it. So this girl was so cute. She likes, this is why I love Brooklyn. She just swept up this little space and put a chair for me. Even this tiny little Caesars. Mm-hmm. and was like, you're going to eat anywhere. You're going to eat clean. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I was like, it's a pizza. So I really could give two shots. Right. So I'm like, it's little Caesars. I am about to say, it is little Caesars. <laughs> but this lady, like, she <laughs> wanted me, if I was going to eat in little Caesars and charge my phone, like, She was going to give me the royalty. So once (laughs) I charged my phone, I got my Uber pool. And of course, this guy was like, what did you do? I think he said the same thing. He's like, what stop did you get off at? I'm like, fuck if I know. I was like, I'm not familiar with the area. And it probably was super dangerous. But you know, when you just kind of like hold your own, you're just like, listen, Mm -hmm. I'm not putting up with any shit. Like, I need to know where I'm going. I'm getting this little Caesars pizza and then I'm getting my Uber pool. Right. So, like, you know. But uh it's I don't know. That was that was always just like a fun time in my life. So it's always nice to talk to somebody who's actually like been there, and mm-hmm. understands it. But I was about to say, how's it been navigating back in St. Louis? Oh, It's, it's easy.
1: <laughs> navigating. Jumping subway cars. You, really, really, St. Louis, you just got to watch out for other people. You really just got a defensive drive out here. Oh, yeah. People just be. Crashing and don't it don't be no other cars, it just be them. Sometimes they call just be flipped over, like, what the hell were you doing? You oh know? my
0: god. There so, was a guy the other day. I was driving in one direction on Lindell, and he was coming, and I guess somebody slammed on their brakes. Mm-hmm. And so this guy, I don't know if he was trying to get around them, but he went around and somebody was, I guess, turning. And so it was just like a three way collision. And I'm just like, I'm just going the other way. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
1: like to be honest, New York Driving out there is a little different. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. only thing that stops New York people from driving is cra- so crazy is because, like, they, they traffic laws and they violations and them tickets and everything, that really kind of, like, keep people, like, following, like, the law because them tickets, that's one thing when I first went up there. Like, I say the $5,000 when I went out to New York, and them tickets just ate my bank account up.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you got to move your car, like, almost every day because of the street cleaning.
0: Oh, my God. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's what I to say. Because I, you know, some people I know live in New York. They have a car. Some people don't. They're yeah. It's like, you know, and it, it just depends on, I mean, it depends on what you do. Like, in, yeah. and then you go to L.A. and everybody drives mm-hmm. in L.A. Like, I I felt like the last time Jimmy and I went together, because he had never been and. I just remember we took Ubers because I was like, eh, I don't know if I really like right. want to rent a car. Yeah. That's like kind of a lot of money, but we can just kind of decide mm-hmm. where we go. And I was like, damn. I mean, they were used to it. like. But everybody's following their dreams. Like one guy we had was an actor and mm-hmm. he was like, here's my IMVD. And then, this other guy was like, I just like the weather better out here. He's yeah. like, so I'm just going to keep driving Uber until the day I die. But that's, you know, that's the city. Like, everybody has a story, which brings me back to the subway. I think that's kind of cool. Like, how awesome is it that you're just sitting there and all of a sudden, like, you and your friends are just doing comedy. Yeah. And people get to see that. Like, yeah. what? That's yep. super. So, like, you should bring that here. Just, like, get on the Metro. Get on the Metro. <laughs> no,
1: but I thought some, I, I think it was it was it Yale or some somebody was doing comedy on oh, a trolley or something yeah. like that? I seen something a while back and Yale I,
0: Hollander, it yeah, it was Yale, right? So speaking of like weird venues, so um, Yale Hollander was producing all these shows and like different spaces. So shout out to him; he's mm-hmm. a fan of the show, shout out friend Yale. Of the podcast. Yep, Yale was like one of the first guests I ever had, and we now we're in a studio. But when I first started casually Molly, I really. I knew I wanted to do something really kind of just like, you know, just talking to people, yeah. human interest piece. And I had Yale on and I live in the artist slops and the recording things downstairs, recording things, recording rooms downstairs were booked. So Yale did an episode with me in like this hot ass conference room and oh, he yeah. just like held his own. Now he's like been to the studio and he's done like all these things, but I feel like Yale has just grown with me yeah. <laughs> throughout all this. Like he's just a good person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, for those who don't know him, he, Kind of like that Jewish dad uncle vibe, just like just a good person. And he was like, Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna produce this show on the trolley. And he said it as a joke on Twitter. And they were like, Yeah, why don't you do that? And then the trolley shut down eventually though. Mm-hmm, <laughs>
1: so yeah. yeah, he actually the first person that um that um subscribed to my Patreon.
0: Ah. Well we gotta talk
1: about that. Oh yeah, cause yeah. I cause I'll be doing like my cooking videos, even though I ain't really been um managing it well. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> but um everybody
0: just give Reggie a break, okay? <laughs>
1: like give it's me been a break. crazy time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh yeah, he he actually the first person that um uh, subscribed to that. But yeah, like them the cooking videos being out of New York, like I couldn't afford to keep buying food. No. Every day, like it was like, all right, I'm going to have to learn how to cook. And I didn't know a thing about cooking. Because mind you, I I stay with my mom. My mama, she cooks. She do all the cooking. I know how to cook. Simple stuff. I mean, like,
0: that makes sense. You know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? But I didn't know like, about the seasonings or recipes and all that. Until like...
0: Moms I, are good
1: at that. Yeah, yeah, like when I went out, when I was in New York, um, I actually had my friend Natalia I, I uh, hollered at her. She from down South Texas. So you know she know how to cook. And I'm like, look, I want to make some pasta. What do I do? And she basically just gave me like some sense because I didn't know a thing about cooking. Yeah, and I and she just told me just the simple stuff. And like I made it, I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. And then I started like looking on YouTube a little bit and you could really learn how to do almost anything. You could probably be a surgeon just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> YouTube. Like I think tutu-
0: Tiffany Haddish has a joke
1: about that. Oh, She's really? like,
0: I went to YouTube university is what she Man, does. You yeah.
1: could, no, you could mm-hmm. really like, if you really put your mind to it, you could literally do like oh, I believe anything it. You, yeah. you want to like. Tutorial. If you, if you read and you... Put your time and focus into it. You could really get stuff done.
0: I fixed my computer with the YouTube tutorials <laughs> so Man, I... and I'm not a technician. So...
1: <laughs> exactly. See? So, so you get my point. So it's like um, I, I started watching that, and then I got to experiment with with my own little things. And um, it wasn't until like um, like as far as like seasoning and taste, I couldn't quite like I always season it. But I always went off other people's measurements. But now I know how to season it to like my liking, to my taste. Mm-hmm. So um, my uh friend, um, not my friend, um, it's my like my sister, my comedy sister, her name Kelly Kells, Her mama, when I um, we did we had a show in Atlanta and stuff, and I was staying at our spot, and her mom, her mom knew how to. Oh my gosh, you know how to cook. I feel like
0: everybody's mom is like killing it at cooking. So if everybody that Reggie is mentioning could just invite me over, (laughs) like, we can sit outside. I don't even care. I'm just, I'm hungry. And she had (laughs)
1: so many seasonings and she was like, here, you could use this, that, and the third. Make sure you don't use too much salt. And I just store like seasoning to taste. And then I just like, let's start making videos, just recording. And like the first video I ever made, it was just like a some seafood that I, some thin yeah. seafood that I had. Yeah. I had like lobster tail and fish and all type of stuff. And I seized it and I was like, I'm just going, I was just talking stuff like in like while I was recording the video. And then <laughs> I put out the video and it got like such a good response. It I'm is like, funny. All right, well, let me do another one. Yeah. And then let me do another one. And let me do another one. So I just kept doing them. So I got like almost like 60 episodes of like all like um, food that I cook. And like I get asked the question all the time, Reggie, do that food actually be good? And I'd be like, Nine times out of ten, <laughs> it does. But I had a few meals to where I had the I mm, I hope don't nobody asked me to make this for them. Because uh, I don't know about this. Because I, I just be, like, really, it just, it really is, like, I just like doing the commentary on making, like, the. The um,
0: commentary is the best part of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not really watching it uh-huh. to, like, learn how to make a meal. So <laughs> if you did cook for me, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy it because I just laugh, like. I I don't know. If anybody, I can't really describe it. You just have to see it. So just look up Reggie's cooking videos. Cooking with Kush. Your yep, cooking with Do Kush. go on
1: my Instagram, Reggie <laughs> underscore Kush. All my food videos. They on YouTube. You can find them anywhere.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. So we've run out of time today. But Reggie, you've been awesome.
1: Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. No, this would be, I could talk to you all night. But <laughs> here's what I want to find out. So for those who are like, oh, my God, this Reggie guy, super cool. You said we can find you at Reggie underscore Kush. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we should follow for you?
1: Um, my I got a website. You go to ReggieTheGoat.com. dot reggie ReggieTheGoat You can a- access my Facebook, my Instagram. Um, my video content as for as comedy. I got all my battle raps listed, also as as well as uh, my cooking shows. But um, Instagram is um, if that's easier for you, go to Instagram Reggie underscore Kush. R e g g i e. Uh, underscore K-U-S-H. Uh, I put all my content as well as um, show up upcoming shows that I have, battle rap events. You know, I post all of it on there, so um, they pretty much follow me on that.
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm going to so we should all follow them afterwards. And then secondly, so we were talking about comedy. I always ask people who have been doing it for a while now, for people who are maybe newer or looking for advice to pursue comedy what would you tell them what would be your biggest advice
1: um this is this what i would say i would say um you 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 have a lot of people like um like cuz cuz it get discouraging at times especially like when stuff don't work how you want it to work and it don't go have, go as planned but the, the true thing is you just want to really just be consistent with everything. Um, and like, I, you, you see comics all the time and like some comics don't get like, you know what I'm saying, super big laughs every time they touch the stage. But if you practice and you consistent at what you do, you will get better and you will build your audience because everyone is not going to like your style or you know like your comedy and stuff like that which is which is cool because comedy is subjective right it is subjective so um you really just gotta just keep going on stage and like you know if you if you decide to like branch out to like another city or uh state or whatever like don't be too like have too much pride to ask for help because people like it it like aside from comedy real life does happen and it can be like a lot of um inconveniences that happen, but like don't be afraid to like reach out to people and ask for help. But the the most important thing you want to do is you just wanna you just wanna keep going. Like treat it, don't, don't think of it as like a job. Just mm-hmm. think of it this, this it's a lifestyle. I love that. Sorry, that
0: was <laughs> great. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so glad we got this. Yep. <laughs> that is see, and that's like the So with Casually Molly, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I would say is I was like, I don't want to treat this like a job. I want to treat this like a lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Like
1: Like, you, you, because jobs, you don't, you don't always enjoy yourself at at a job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, you know, you, you work a job, you use that and you get, you use that to acquire what you want in life, you know, and like, don't, don't really like, Factor in money in with everything because, like, what you what people really want is happiness. It's a lot of people that got all the money in the world that's still unhappy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's more valuable than anything. Just, just, just having happiness, doing what you love to do, and just being comfortable in your skin.
0: Yes, and I think that's something that like people struggle with is that comfort level. But I feel like that's something you can always work towards. Yeah. Yep.
1: So. I say just thrive, just be be yourself. Just be original and just be consistent and maintain your happiness.
0: I like it. Ah, what a great note to end on. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> now. All right. Well, Reggie, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, remember that you can always casually subscribe to the Casually Molly podcast via Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, audio, Anything that you just want to listen to the podcast on? We have a guest weekly, and Reggie got to grace our presence. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for having me. (laughs) So I always ask, what are you going to casually do now? Now that our episode's over?
1: Uh, after the show. Yeah, I mean, what I'm gonna do now? (laughs) <laughs> live it up i don't know you're right live it up i guess <laughs> <laughs> maintain my happiness <laughs> well
0: we're gonna go maintain our happiness but thanks everybody for watching or listening wherever you're at and have a great rest of your day bye, or y'all. your night bye <laughs>